Coming up today on In the News, the gorilla the whole world is talking about. And later on, everything from gender-neutral bathrooms to women drivers. See who we think is hot and who's not so hot. Thank you everyone for joining us on episode 11 of In the News. I am Kayla Gelman and Mr. Brady Knight. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, another week, another podcast. And Kaylee, this week, uh, we're starting off talking about, of course, the gorilla at the Cincinnati Zoo that was shot dead after a four-year-old boy got into the cage. Um, yeah. There's There's been a lot said about this on both sides and from many, many different standpoints over the last few days. Where What are you feeling on this? Well... First, like, we, we debated at the start if this was going to be our topic of choice just because it is getting so much attention and you're wondering what else can be said about this. But then you sit back and you think like, you kind of need to talk about this because of the international attention that this is getting. This is a 17-year-old silverback gorilla. Uh, quick little Google search and it shows that these are actually endangered species. And that, that's something that's kind of what maybe hit me was that, well, okay, let me take a step back. I have a couple different things that have brought me to the end conclusion of I do not agree with the decision for the gorilla to be shot killed. I think that maybe, I know that they, um, some people have said, uh, well, I'm looking at from CTV News Greg Terry, he's the associate director of Canada's accredited zoos and, and aquariums. Right. And he did make the point that if they were to use tranquilizers for the gorilla, it could have led to more problems. Because one, you don't know if it's actually going to work. Yeah. Two, you don't know where the tranquilizer is going to land, if it's going to hit in an area that's going to do any damage, or if it's going to hit in the foot and not do anything. It's basically a huge risk. Yeah, it could have put the kid more at harm. But... Well, one, was there any feet that went into the actual uh, enclosure themselves to go see if they could maybe handle the situation one-on-one? Because as I watched the video, yeah, the gorilla did grab the child and kind of dragged him through the water. But he was just kind of taking him from one place to another place to another place. And then when he's sitting still, he looked to kind of treat the kid as his own child so it didn't look like from the video that we were looking at that the kid was going to be harmed but how how do we know we are not in the gorilla's head we're not right down there so we really don't know what could have happened yeah and I think that's kind of where I come down on the entire thing where it's a really tough situation, and it's one of those moral questions that you're probably never going to get totally right in the end, and there is no way to be totally right. But I, I'm leaning more towards standing behind uh, the the decision that was made for a couple of reasons. First, you have the entire world now who are essentially being gorilla experts. And there are very few gorilla experts who actually know what they're talking about <laughs> in this world. And most of them are not the people on social media making well, these hundreds even of thousands if you, of comments. 
even if you are a gorilla expert, they're so they're un- they're animals. They're unpredictable. So you can be an expert to a point. You still don't know exactly how they're going to react. You just don't. Well, exactly, and that leads up to another important point. You can never see all of the situation online. Uh, even people who like eyewitnesses. If you look at eyewitness testimony in a, a court setting or something, it's one of the most unreliable forms of evidence. Human memory is only reliable to a certain extent. Videos don't show everything that's happening, other angles, uh, the lead up to the situation, that sort of thing. And it also comes down to the fact that the keepers and the people at that zoo know those animals better than anyone. They had just seconds to react to this situation and they had to make a decision. And in the end, they were probably the in the best spot to make an informed decision Um, It's easy to question the morals of it afterwards, but in the moment when things are happening, you have to use all of your training, all of your experience with that animal. And to me, those people are the best people to be making that decision. Well, I think you you raise a pretty decent point about the fact that a lot of these reactions are moral driven. You see that with, with so many things. Okay. We're seeing that right now there with the, the debates in the House of Commons over the, the assisted dying legislation, exactly. which is a whole different topic that is way too large to even for us to dive into. Right. But you see it in that. You see it in same-sex marriages. You see them in abortions. You see them in, in so many things, and it's all morally driven. So, and that's how kind of maybe my reaction at initial, sh- initial shock of, well, why would you do this? Like, would there not be any other ways for for this situation to be solved because I am morally reacting and that is tearing on my heart because I love animals I just do so but if you take a step back and get the moral um your almost irrational reaction because that's kind of what you can look at it as it it does make you kind of well do you want to save the life of a gorilla or do you want to save the life of the four-year-old child and of course I, I would be shocked for anyone to say, no, I want the four-year-old child should have died rather than the gorilla. No one's going to say that in their right mind. But I'm still going back, and I have a few questions that, that have been raised by other people. Okay. You know, one, what was the mother doing? Like, I'm trying to – I don't have any kids right now, so I don't know for sure. But I'm trying to picture myself down the road when I have a kid, and if I'm ever – like. I'm not going to let my eyes off my kid when I'm out in public, especially if I'm in a zoo around very dangerous animals that potentially could harm my children. I am. I am wondering, what were you doing that your child was able to crawl over, walk a couple feet off until he fell off the edge? It's it's one of those things, again, where you kind of have to be there and you don't know what happened for sure, but it's definitely a legitimate question. And a lot of people are, of course, very upset with uh, the mother's handling of the situation as well. Yeah, but I do not agree. She's been getting a terrible amount of backlash. There's even petitions being signed for her to be criminally charged. I don't agree with the backlash that she is getting. Like, this is a poor mother who went through a very traumatic experience with her child with something like this. Like, she's, she's been through enough. Exactly. But... I still question, what were you doing that this was even something that could happen? But then I'm also wondering, like I had mentioned earlier, was, 
I know that they made a whistle call and they got there was two female um, gorillas in the cage and they came out and then the male it was the male gorilla he didn't budge was there really nothing else that could have been done that you have to go towards fatally killing it I just but I'm not an expert so well, exactly. how do I know and I, I don't know what are your options with a several hundred pound gorilla I that's I don't so know. unpredictable it's it's an it's an interesting story. This isn't one of the first ones that's happened. Um, I think maybe we really need to start taking into uh, making a question about why do we need to be having these types of animals in captivity on display for everyone to look at. Um, that, that that might be something that really needs to be discussed now after this. It's certainly something to look at, and and it opens up a whole another debate, like what you said. Um, but I think bottom line in this case is nobody wanted anyone to die in that situation. But can you imagine if that kid had died? Alrighty, Kaylee, time for Hot or Not. This week in the news, who is hot and who is not? Okay, well, my hot is actually from last week, not this week. So I just want to clarify that. Sorry. But um, I'm sure every Canadian across the country knows who Kevin Vickers is, especially he actually was the honorary degree at um, our convocation ceremony, if you remember, Mr. Brady Knight. He was at the University Mm -hmm. of Regina 2015 convocation ceremony (laughs) last spring. There we go. It's been one year. But the reason why I'm bringing him up, and if you actually don't know who he is, he is the one who they, um, he is basically looked at as a hero in Canada now because um, it was in 2014 when the shooting happened on Parliament Hill. He is given credit for basically uh, um, gunning down the uh, the gunner and stopping for yeah, any further the, issues from happening. He was a sergeant at arms in the House of Commons, yeah. a very brave man. Uh, who helped resolve that terrible situation. Now the Canadian ambassador to Ireland, where he currently resides. Yes, and this is why I'm considering him to be my hot for this time around, because he was at a... um, It was a ceremony um, being held for... uh, Or I guess, yeah, a ceremony held to remember British soldiers. They were killed um, in the 1916 Easter Rising. Yeah, uh, and it also had claimed the lives of around 450 Irish Republicans. So there was a um, Irish protester um, protesting at this uh, this ceremony, which is a very terrible time to be protesting. Like, come on, protesters, pick a better time than something like this, don't you think? But Kevin Vickers was there, and he like pretty brutally tackled this guy and dragged him out if you, you can see that someone taped it and it's kind of funny to watch but um he has gotten a little bit of backlash about how the way he handled it and some people um are saying that he should apologize or he should be removed from uh from his position but you know what come on like this was i'm on all for it good on you i think um I quite enjoyed watching him tackle the uh, the protester, protester down. I thought it was funny, and uh, I'm all for it. So that's why he is my hot for this time around. But my not so hot, oh my goodness, I might go on a bit of a rant here. But I'm also kind of 
upset with myself that it's even I'm even talking about this because I'm so sick and tired of having to talk about women's rights and women's issues and all this stuff. But China has created a parking lot for female only spaces um, because apparently we suck at driving and we don't know how to park. So, which I will say, yeah, you know what? Some of that is true. There, I but have so seen do some men. terrible, so terrible. Do absolutely everybody. There are terrible drivers. But that's the thing. Everywhere. Um, old people can be really terrible drivers. They like to say that young people are the worst drivers, but I've seen some horrible, horrible men and women um, old drivers. So, where's their parking space? Well, and where's your parking space for every single who person? Who aren't exactly the best drivers in the world either? Well, yeah, like to say. To only say a female-only spot, like, that is a, that is a very sexist thing to be doing in China. But the thing is, this isn't the first time. This isn't the first time in China. This isn't only strictly for China. Um, I was doing some research about it, and there, I guess, something happened like this last year in Germany. And they were saying that there was actually a law that 30% of the spaces were supposed to be dedicated towards um, female drivers, and that... This was discriminating against men. I'm like, what? Are you serious? So China, get your shit together. This is not hot at all. Like that's a that's a pretty big slap in the face for uh, for women's rights and moving forward. But I'm still kind of kicking myself, like I said earlier, why why does this need to be an issue? Why does this need to be talked about? Just let's just brush it off. So I'm talking about it, I'm leaving it, and that's it. No more. No more about women and parking. Okay, I'm done. Brady, your turn. <laughs> I well, had to stop We're, we're going to pick up the topic of gender here because my, my not rather this week uh, is that it was announced uh, earlier this week that the new Mosaic Stadium in Regina will have gender-neutral washrooms, which is totally good, positive, like a super great thing that should totally be there. Um, but... My whole point is, why is this news? This should be something yeah. that is standard in every every building, let alone every modern building that is being built. And I just fail to understand this huge uproar that is prevalent and coming about every time that the topic of washrooms is discussed. It's like this one part of our society it, that we have to keep segregated no matter what. And it just blows my mind. Like, your bathroom in every single home that I've ever been into, it's gender neutral. Everybody yeah, uses that bathroom. I don't like, care. At well, least as far like we, as I know, I've never met anybody who's messed in one's bathrooms in their own homes. We talked about this earlier. Like, I can count on numerous times how many times I just, you know, I didn't care where I was going. I ran into the men, men washroom, man's washroom. I did that this past weekend when I was out golfing. Oh, women's washroom is full. Oh, you know what? Who cares? I just have to pee. So I'm going to go to the men's washroom. And I've seen men go into the female washroom because they just have to pee. Like, why is it, why is it even a problem? It's ex- you know, it's just like what I was just talking about too. Why are it's, we even discussing this, Brady? Exactly. It's something everybody <laughs> does. It's something everybody has to do. What is the fuss? Anyways, flip into the hot um, just really quickly. I, I think a big thumbs up has to be given or at least a good pat on the back to the people coordinating the re-entry into Fort Mac that is supposed to start this week. Uh, We'll see how that actually ends up unfolding uh, whenever it does start. This is a huge undertaking, a whole lot of responsibility, a lot of coordination of a lot of different 
services within the town, emergency services, health and safety people, and just trying to get 88,000 people back into that town. I can't even imagine the monumental task that is ahead. So to the people working around the clock to plan and eventually execute that, awesome job and really hope that everything goes smoothly when that happens and hopefully it does get underway this week. Alrighty, so that does it for another episode, Kaylee. And uh, before we go, though, got a little bit of news. Yeah, in the past like two episodes, we keep kind of gearing up saying, oh, we're going to have an announcement. We're finally going to tell you what's going on. We are, um, we're trying to grow in the news. We're growing the idea of what in the news is and what it means to us. And for, for myself and Brady, that means providing some content with a little bit of humor and something different that you may not have thought about to the listeners but now we want you to be able to read some of this stuff so we're revamping the website that should be coming soon uh, we'll keep you posted on our facebook page and on our twitter account that'll also include now some web content written by yours truly both brady and myself um, you should uh, see that coming in the near future we're very excited to 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 grow this to keep this going full force we'll let you know when uh, when that gets up and running in the meantime, feel free to keep in touch on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And, of course, you can listen online anytime in the news, yqr.blogspot.ca, and also find us on iTunes. Thanks again for joining us for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think, and we'll see you guys next time.